0: The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Here's a question that I received from Lonnie about her hubby and food. Dear Dr. Kenner, why does my husband always get angry when I tell him not to worry about fixing supper? I am not always hungry when I get off of work, and he's a retired guy at home most of the time. He tries to have supper ready for me, which I appreciate, but I am not always wanting to eat something, so I tell him don't worry about me. He says that I am selfish, and I only think of myself when I do that. I am only trying to think of him. He doesn't have to always fix something for me. And then he says, what am I supposed to eat if you don't? And I tell him, whatever you want. It's just that I'm not hungry. A lot of times I eat just to keep the peace. Tell me, what am I doing wrong? Alani, I think you're doing nothing wrong except for eating to keep the peace because obviously it's not keeping the peace. You're very frustrated enough to ask me a question. I also think it's not addressing the main issue the main issue i can guarantee you is not supper it is not dinner it is not food uh, i get i my my best guess of course i don't know your hubby my best guess is that it comes from three possible sources: childhood dynamics. It's very common for parents to say, "If you if you don't love me, if you don't finish your meal," and there they become food pushers. The mothers become food pushers. Maybe the fathers do. So my guess is, if he looked into his past, he might have a little twinkle in his eye and remember, see some childhood dynamics that are playing out, uh, even in, in his retirement. Funny how those things don't evaporate. The second thing is he's in retirement. He is home all day. Man, what is he focused on? Making dinner and feeling efficacious, feeling some self-esteem when you come home and eat his wonderful dinner. If that is his sole purpose in life, it's not fair to you and it's not fair to himself. He needs something more interesting, more creative, more exciting, maybe maybe even a side job. Something so that he's not leaning on you so much. So when he calls you selfish, I can see where that comes in. It's like it's it's like when you're saying, Oh, I don't need you to cook for me, I'm not hungry. It's like you're saying I'm robbing you of an opportunity to feel productive and worthy. And that's why he th- that's why I suspect he sees you as selfish use in the common sense. I would say you both need more self. You both you need to value yourself and not keep the peace, and he needs to value more his self and have much more of a rounded life. Now the third point, the first was childhood issues, the second was how um, um uh his need for self esteem or time and can kill people psychologically and you don't want to see him deteriorate that way. He doesn't want to see that happen. The third thing is Hey, I gotta interrupt this because we've gotta pay some bills. Thirty seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. <laughs> I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Well, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download chapter one for free at selfishromance.com and buy it at amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. The third thing is uh, that emotional connection in a marriage, the visibility. When you say don't worry about me, honey. I don't need dinner, and you know, I'm not hungry. He may hear, uh, you, Honey, you don't matter. I don't need you. I am happy and fulfilled without you. I can get my own food, thank you. It seems like he needs proof that you still love him, that you still value him, because even if you're married for decades, people stay married And they can have a very detached indifference towards each other. It's more like, I'm used to you, instead of, oh, I adore you. And he may need the tangible evidence that you adore him, and he would probably love for you to say something along the lines of, Uh, You know, you come home for dinner and you go, Oh my God, honey, what's for dinner? It smells so delicious and you are so wonderful to have made this meal, this mouth-watering lasagna. And then he might just feel this beaming sense of pride. But if you don't feel that, you can't fake it. it. People have what one author called love languages. And it sounds like he does have a love language. If you love me, you will eat dinner with me every night. You're not eating dinner every night. Therefore you don't love me. So what is the solution to this? Lonnie, you don't have to fake that you're hungry. You don't have to force yourself to eat with him. Of course, you always have the option to not eat beforehand and to make that a joyous experience. But if it's become a duty for you, the two of you can go. Uh, can brainstorm, can go back to the drawing board and figure out how to stay connected differently, not through food necessarily. Maybe sometimes, but not always. Uh, I think the main solution, though, is for him to value his self and for h- himself and for you to value yourself. I think you both need more self. And, and I've written a book with Dr. Ed Locke, The Selfish Path to Romance, meaning you value yourselves and you cherish each other. And that's the second part to have a nice, warm conversation with your hubby and try to identify what the underlying issues are. Um, if you do value him, I mean, I don't know that you. Love him still, but assuming that you do, let him know that. And you may need to figure out love languages that work for both of you. And if your relationship needs work, if it's gotten like most long-term relationships, a little boring, a little same old, same old, uh, you can use this as an opportunity to get some help. You can either get some counseling, or a much more inexpensive way would be to pick up our book, uh, *The Selfish Path to Romance*: How to Love with passion and reason and that's at amazon.com and we have a chapter on a whole section on visibility visibility, psychological visibility, feeling important, cared for, nurtured, loved. How do you keep a relationship inviting and interesting over many years? And we deal with that thoroughly. So uh, that, those are some ideas on how to deal with dinner. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, The Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. To use introspection to become a better romantic partner, learn to understand your emotions. Otherwise, you'll feel moved by mysterious forces that you can neither comprehend nor control. In other words, subconscious ideas. Nor is it attractive to your romantic partner if you have no idea why you respond to him or her as you do. Don't expect your partner to understand you if you do not understand yourself. Demanding that your partner spend hours upon hours probing your subconscious when you have no idea what's in there creates an impossible burden. If you expect this from your partner, consider consulting a therapist to help learn about yourself. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com, and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.